Welcome back to A Journey Across Borders. This podcast is the tale of my six-month journey across 26 borders in Europe in early 2017 to discover how borders evolve, what they mean, and how they impact people's lives. You can also find this podcast as written text complete with maps, photos, and videos from the trips at ajourneyacrossborders.wordpress.com. And although this podcast is published in 2019, this piece was originally written in the summer of 2017 while I was living outside of the UK. This tale is told through eight trips, ranging from skiing in Switzerland to living in Sweden, from my attempt to summit Mont Blanc, the highest mountain in Europe, to working on illicit trade in the Netherlands. In the last episode, I covered my second trip of the year, an Erasmus semester in Sweden. I looked at the UK's participation in Erasmus Plus, opportunities to study and work abroad, and compared the different immigration processes for EU and non-EU students in my Masters, considering how that could look in future for UK citizens after Brexit. In this episode, I'm going to cover the third trip of the eight, a whistle-stop tour of Europe, from Sweden to the Netherlands, to Italy and back to Sweden again via Germany, all in the space of about six days. Number of borders crossed? Five. This spring, I took the opportunity of a reading week to go on a short trip hopping around three of the European Union's six founding countries, revisiting friends and places I'd lived in before. I firstly flew from Stockholm to Amsterdam to spend four days in Groningen. Then I took a bus over the border into Germany to fly from Bremen to Milan for the Easter weekend at Lake Como, before flying back to Milan from Stockholm via a connection in the German city of Dusseldorf. As a British citizen, it's unusual for me to travel solely within the Schengen area, and I was stunned not to pass through any border controls in a single one of the seven airports I travelled through that week. None of the bored and impatient queuing at border controls I'd resigned myself to when flying to or from the UK. Given that I normally spend around 15 minutes queuing at each border control I pass, I saved at least one hour and 45 minutes, thanks simply to travelling into Schengen. The only border encounter that week which caused me to show my passport, surprisingly enough, took place on the short bus ride between the Netherlands and Germany. And it was the first time in my life that I've ever felt anxiety about my Burgundy UK passport's ability to secure me trouble-free passage from one country to another. Upon reaching the border with Germany, two German border control officers boarded the bus and started inspecting identity documents, passports and paperwork. One row ahead of me sat a girl from China and a man from Syria both of whom were, like me, students at the University of Groningen. The officers inspected the two students' passports, visas and permits, questioned them for five whole minutes before one left the bus with their documents and disappeared inexplicably into an office. The other officer continued his inspection and, upon reaching my row, began to question me as well. Where are you going and why? Italy, I responded. What? What do you mean, Italy? This is Germany. I'm flying from Bremen to Italy, I explained. Why? For Easter, I replied. And what were you doing in the Netherlands? I was studying. Where? In Groningen, I answered, with my heartbeat rapidly increasing in shock at the ongoing questioning that I'd never faced before. I knew perfectly well that I was allowed to travel from one canal-covered EU country to another Aperol Spritz-adoring EU country via a third Lederhosen-laden EU country, and I'd never elsewhere been confronted with this type of aggressive and suspicious interrogation. Once the officer finally moved on, I was filled with empathy for my fellow Chinese and Syrian students one row ahead of me, who are now empty-handed and dependent on the German officer to decide whether they could or couldn't continue their journey. The suspicion with which the officer had treated my and their documents, as if they were not valid, 
stunned me and left a bitter taste in my mouth as I headed onwards to the great Italian jewel, Lake Como. There have been calls for the UK passport to return back to the navy blue colour it had pre-EU accession. There have also been rumours of a US-style ESTA visa that Britons may need to buy in order to holiday in EU member states. There are even petitions, campaigns and European citizens' initiatives, such as hashtag EU, that seek to introduce a new form of EU citizenship option that Britons could voluntarily apply for post-Brexit, in order to retain the rights and freedoms they currently have as members of the EU. This concept has even garnered the support of the European Parliament's Brexit representative, Guy Verhofstadt. Britons, like myself, have come to terms with the inevitability of losing our right to work and live so easily in other EU countries in future. But we should also be aware of the impact that Brexit will have at border controls, as we will not only be siphoned off into a longer and slower rest of the world queue, as opposed to an EU queue, but we may also face questioning and unwelcoming scowls as we attempt to cross the border into our beloved Italy or Spain or France, even when we're simply on holiday. To give a bit more background about that particular whistle-stop trip, I was in the Netherlands uh, back at my university to help prepare for a summer school on illicit trade, which I'll tell you about uh, in a later episode. Uh, and then I then flew to Italy and to go spend the weekend, uh, a long weekend in Milan and Lake Como, which are oh, beautiful places. Uh, it was the second time I've been to Lake Como um, and I loved it. Uh, both times I stayed in Bellagio, which, I, which sort of sits in the middle of the, the Y of the lake. And if you're interested in learning about Lake Como, where to go, what to see, then um, you can head over to my blog, uh, theworldtravelpostcard.com, and I've written quite a bit about it. I have a bit of a love affair with Italy. I lived there, um, I've lived there for a year in total, uh, in different guises. I speak Italian, I pretty much love the country. Um, so you'll find quite a lot more about my uh, love of Italy on the blog. I haven't spent as much time in Germany, but recently was passing through Bremen again on my way to Hamburg um, for a long weekend. And I can seriously recommend Hamburg. It's such a cool city. Definitely go there if you haven't already. Next up, though, is my fourth trip, a pilgrimage back home to London. Stay tuned.